Welcome to the Strategic Scaling Podcast, where you'll get an inside look into how executives and business owners have scaled their companies to increase the value of the business and ultimately sell for a higher multiple. Good morning. Today, we're going to be doing an interview with Christian, and he owns a construction company in Dallas, Texas. And what's so exciting is that I met him at the event for the Dallas Business Journal, 40 Under 40. And he received an award there with many other people. And it's just really an exciting event. I was thrilled to be there. And just so interesting to see all the up and coming leaders in Dallas. So Christian, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, Shelly. How are you doing? Oh, terrific. Terrific. Thank you for being here. I know you're a busy oh. guy these days. Oh yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's an honor, it's a privilege to be here with you this morning, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, thank yeah. you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So first of all, I want to ask you um, about your parents and and the whole story, and it's just really a great, great American success story of minority-owned business. So tell me more about that. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, in, in my eyes, I think it's it's the uh, the, the perfect American dream story. Uh, you know, we were brought to this country. My parents just took took a huge risk uh, to bring me and my brother in uh, over to this country in in search of a a better future. And I think it's honestly, we've just uh, we made the best out of it, and it's gotten us to great places, getting us some great exposure. Uh, you know, just now being under the spotlight of the forty under forty has just really exposed uh, what what DACA means to a lot of people, what being a dreamer is, and then really it's just, uh, you know, what uh, what dreams and, and hopes that some of these immigrants come to this country for uh, in search of a better future for themselves or their families. How exciting. How exciting. Glad for you. So you're in the construction business, obviously. Um, what strategy have you implemented to increase profits and really to run a truly successful business? Uh, I think most importantly is just building the right team around you. Um, you know, we, we started this business. It was just myself and uh, obviously brought my brother along who has experience in architectural. Um, and then, you know, just having the background from uh, where I grew up with my, my dad, we've always been in construction. Uh, and then, you know, just kind of taking those uh, those techniques, all, all of all of that, and then just building around it, building the right team. And I think what one thing that makes it really neat is the one-stop shop. That that's what's really made us pretty successful is uh, offering the one-stop shop services to our clients, to our investors. Um, and then I say investors because we have, you know, a, a lot of investors from like you know out of state who uh, don't have the chance to be here and hold hands to to a general contractor or an architect. So we basically take all that um, into one shop, and then so you do the architectural, the design. Uh, the engineering and the building through us and it kind of makes the streamline just a lot more easier and uh, and it's just it's just a, a whole better way of building for clients that you know don't don't have time to make one call after another to your engineer to your builder to your architect to your interior designer it's just you know it's like what a one-stop shop should be um, and that's what we're aiming to be that sounds like it's a little more unique than the typical construction firm so all right uh, let's continue on to another question that um, how do you work with your suppliers and, you know, how do you position that? Because obviously we don't have the same supply chain issues that we had several years ago, but things are always evolving in that area. And that's a critical part, I'm sure, of your business. So tell me more about that. Oh, yeah, it's very critical. Uh, I mean, 
specifically in the construction business, you, um, you know, the goal for a general contractor is to get the best bids from uh, whether it's a subcontractor or supplier vendors. Uh, so one strategy that we use and uh, we're, we're pretty, pretty strong on it is, is having, uh, well, first of all, it's having, having a good team of estimators uh, to properly estimate every project. Uh, because once you, once you properly estimate a project, it keeps the project alive. It keeps the project running smooth. Uh, you don't want to really, really run into so many hiccups during the construction phase. And really those hiccups come from bad estimating, uh, you know, unforeseen uh, prices, price changes. So what we do is uh, we try to do a, a really good job at, uh, on our estimating side is having multiple vendors, multiple suppliers that we can shop the same material from, you know, different vendors. Uh, so, you know, if it's if we see a price increase from one vendor on a certain supply, we try to shop around with different ones. Uh, of course, now we want to keep it uh, to you know a very like minimum of three suppliers. We don't want to you know stretch ourselves out where we have so many suppliers for one. And, and the only reason we could be behind that is because we also want to also keep the same quality of of uh, of workmanship. So whether it's you know uh, trimming or you know roofing the supplies, all that. So. We try to keep that very strategic on what material we use, what suppliers we use, but we also don't want to just kind of dedicate ourselves just to one um, for pricing reasons. So uh, we learned we learned a lot during the COVID era because we saw a lot of material increases during that time. So that's when we kind of really started, you know, branching out to different vendors and and seeing exploring our options on pricing and suppliers and turnaround time. And it's it's always it's also not always the price; it's also turnaround time. Uh, you know, during the COVID era, it was turnaround time were, was ridiculous. And it was just something that it was slowing down every single project, whether it was, you know, a, a order of windows, an order of tile, whatever it was, you have to be very detailed on how that, how you go about that. Because for example, like if you miss one window back in the COVID era, if you were to miss one window on your window order, you were going to be 16 weeks out of one window. So it's, it's wow. very critical that you, you have, Again, very critical that you have a good a good estimating team behind you that that you know kind of does all that legwork for you and also gets the right pricing to keep the project alive. Yeah, I imagine that was a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It was it was yeah. just uh, I think it was it was uh, now that we're kind of past that, it, it was a learning curve for everybody, mm-hmm. everybody in the industry. I mean, honestly, I think everybody in the world can kind of vouch for that. So. Right. Absolutely. A lot of pivoting. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what about in the construction arena? I know you do commercial and residential, correct? Yes, correct. So what about adapting different technology changes as things are happening so quickly, like, for example, with equipment or any other software that you may be using to run your business? Um, How are you dealing with that? Yeah, so I think I think that's a good question, because we considering that we are a very young company, uh, we're, we're big on the technology side, so we're we're very open to you know uh, to you know bringing in new technology, new software, whether it's through the design side or the construction side. So um, just implementing new software that continuously you know gets updated or comes out with like new uh, new features and stuff. We're we're really big on that. Uh, again, we're we're a very young company, so we're always eager to learn learning new methods, whether it's through softwares or or a technology. To new technology that's out there. Uh, I think that's something that we're we're really excited for. Uh, we attend conferences every, you know, about two three times a year. We'll send our project managers or our design our designers, and then what they do is they basically, you know, 
go out there and search for the new the new product of technology, uh, softwares. Uh, our director of design, he's he's a really big tech guy, so I think he <laughs> kind of keeps us up to date on on just about everything. So that's exciting. It's fun. That's cool. Uh, when you were first expanding your business in the first couple of years, uh, what do you think were like two key elements that helped you to scale? Um, I think one key, one of the most important key elements is is just focusing on raising uh, proper capital. Uh, I, I think that's that's uh, that plays a major part in scaling your business. As as your business grows, uh, obviously you're gonna need more capital to continue growing at whatever rate you're growing. Uh, so that, that was one of my, my biggest learning curves is, is, is having the proper capital uh, to, to grow. So as you grow, you know, um, basically repeat myself, it's just, you, you're going to need more capital. Um, and being a startup company, that's really like a, a, a challenge because we didn't have no outside funding. Uh, no, no investors. It's just, you know, just a startup company with, with myself. So, uh that was that it, it was a challenge as we were growing we were almost having to kind of tap on the brakes because of capital you know um if we could have hired the employees that we had or that we have now if we could have hired them two years ago um you know it, it would have been great but keeping them on payroll would have been a, a really uh, a pretty challenging uh area for us so i right. think uh raising capital uh would be one and um also is uh I would say, I think one of them, one of my major ones was was having a proper CPA in place. Uh, we, whenever I started this, I, I kind of just, you know, I would write checks here and there to this person, and kind of just, I even zelled people, and because I I had no knowledge of, you know, uh, proper CPA, proper accounting, bookkeeping, all that stuff. So, right. you know, once once I had someone, an actual bookkeeper, take over, look over my books it was like, it was a big nightmare for them because they were like, it, they had like two years of of bookkeeping to kind of clean up and get all like, you know, accurate and all that stuff. So I think that would probably be, it. it's just, you know, getting up, getting a proper CPA or accountant uh, set up, even if you're just a, a very small business and you see potential, I think, uh, you know, having that in place from, from day one would probably be a great investment. Right, right. And it's not smaller businesses, you know, at, only I hear that from much larger businesses that are tens of millions of dollars and above um, where they just don't have that finance arena <laughs> refined. Right. And it, it, it's just, and then technology changes. So, and then, you know, people that have a controller, they're really not like a CFO role where they may grow into that need and they just don't have that skill set in, in that staff, in that department. So very interesting comment on that. So getting back to personnel. So I know you have several family members involved in the business, um, but what do you look for in outside employees that you're hiring now, Christian? Uh, we, we really, we focus ourselves around the, like a, being a family owned uh, business, family based. So, uh, you know, we, we really just look for someone that's going to be willing to grow with us. Uh, that's a team player. Uh, and and also just an asset to that someone that that can become an asset to this company. That's really what we look for. Uh, we want to you know bring in new personnel into into our company, but we also want to make sure they're an asset. They're going to grow with us. They're going to benefit our company in some sort of way. So that's really what we look for uh, mm -hmm. outside of of uh, who we bring in. That's not family. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then with the business, how do you market? How do you get new clients and new projects? You know, that's, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like we've, we've really grown from like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that I really, you know, and I tell young business owners, upcoming business owners, I tell them that I would honestly take, take advantage of, of social media. It's a free product. Mm-hmm. Like I think, mm-hmm. we, I think we're, it's a blessing that that mm-hmm. we're not, we don't have to pay a monthly fee to use social media, which to me, it's crazy because you can do unlimited marketing at no mm-hmm. price. So now unless they do have options where you can, you know, boost the post or all that stuff. But um, I mean, really this, this company was built off of just social media, just pushing our name on social media. And then mm-hmm. um, also it's just word of mouth. We try to do a great job at every project that we take on to to be able to be you know recommended from that client to another client and then and really it's it's that's that's a lot of a lot of our business comes from word of mouth uh the social media is how we do most of our marketing uh and also you know the the, the other things like what doing website uh having a proper website google and all that good stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so what do you think christian helps set you apart from your competitors obviously you did talk about having more of a one-stop shop but are there any other aspects with your staff or with, you know, the way that you're organized um, that you can comment on? Yeah. I mean, I think the way that we have organized the one-stop shop is what really sets us apart because we were not just an art. Like if you were to hire us just for architectural, we're not just an architectural firm. We're, we also, we have a planning and zoning uh, group in our, in our design group. So we do all the, all of the, you know the background search on a certain lot we do we you know we'll do our research on on the on the zoning and you know what the city requirements are for that specific lot whether it's residential or commercial and we we really take the one-stop shop very serious because we try to do as much in-house even you know some people are surprised that we do our own in-house uh planning and zoning that's something that you don't really see a lot uh you you, you and and we learned that the hard way we brought someone into this company that can help us on that side of the, of the mm-hmm. field, because we, we, we would, you know, when we first started this company, we would get clients that would come in and they want us to design a certain project for them. And then we would get through that phase and then they would go to, go to city. And then it would be a lot of hiccups with planning and zoning where the city of, let's say the city of Dallas or, you know, they were wanting to see so many different parts of the project being, uh, being, you know, we would have to file for amendments or uh, revi- making revisions on the, on the projects. And so we tried to, we, we take, we take something from every project and we try to learn from it. So um, mm. on that side, we, you know, we were seeing how like, okay, well, how can we make this product a, a better product for the end user, for the, for our clients? So uh, by that we, we would, uh, we would, you know, just kind of look at, okay, what is this city asking for? What are their requirements? What do we see a lot from these city, uh, from these city, uh, what do you call it? Reviewers. Sorry, I kind of went blank there. But it's, uh, what do we see a lot from the city reviewers that can make this process easier for the clients and streamline it, streamlining the project for them to get them to the construction stage? So we brought in a planning and zoning uh, group that basically they do all that for us. Wow. And then that way it saves you so much time. So mm-hmm. uh, that's really, you know, there's a lot of areas that separate us from our competitors. You know, we're young, um, we're a young company. We're eager to learn, uh, eager to grow. We've grown, we've really grown our name out to, to the city of Houston, city of Austin, uh, quite a bit just this year alone. Um, wow. And our, our goal is to open up a Houston office uh, around this time next year. Wow. That's great. That's exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. So, 
Terrific. It sounds like you've found some different hacks, different ways to navigate, um, like speeding up the process, obviously, for the client. It's amazing. That It's really important. So very good strategy. Love that. So the next thing I was going to uh, ask you is, um, are there any other functions in your operations that you have been able to streamline? Yeah, I mean, there's there's just quite a bit, you know, mentioning the, the, the planning and zoning. Uh, also, uh, we've also, we don't just kind of, we don't focus only on the client. We also focus on the operations out in the field. So, uh, one of the process that we that we have streamlined also on our on our with our business is that we also try to make it easier on our project managers. We also try to make it easier on our subcontractors. A lot of subcontractors they they pick and choose what general contractor they want to work with uh, because of how how easy the streamline is or how clean the streamline is on on getting from the from day one on construction to to you turn in the project. So we've also streamlined that by focusing on our plans, how to make it easier for them to do a proper takeoff, to do a proper estimate and to do, to do the pro the project uh, in a cleaner, faster way for them, rather than going through so many different sets of plans, making phone calls and understanding what goes in this area of the project. So for example, let's take our, our plumber. We, we focus our, all of our plans are, we have an area that's focused on plumbing to make it easier for the plumber. Uh, and also the project manager, so he can bring in a plumber and an HVAC guy at the same time. That makes your project go by faster. So, um, and that the reason, the sorry, the way that we get there, we're able to achieve, achieve that is that our design team they they break down the HVAC, they break down the plumbing side, you um, know, and, and able to get that make that process a lot easier for those trades. Uh, also, the framing, so we can make. You know, we we look at the framing side of it, and we and we focus on okay, how is the framer going to make this job easier for our future subs? So, you know, we don't want to make our we don't want to design a house that's going to make the framing an issue for you know our HVAC contractor or our plumbing contractor or even our roofer. Um, and I think that's what really has made this a really beautiful process is that that all of our trades just it's just a really easy process for them no questions asked mm -hmm. it's very clear on how they're going to go about their job how even from the from from the estimating down to the construction side of it right it sounds like you really have a well thought out strategy on all of that and it becomes a really a well-oiled machine so exactly yeah that's that's cool that's cool all right, so let's talk a little bit more about your employees. I know they're important to you, and sounds like you really treat your employees well there. <clears throat> so um, it, it was a risk to start the business, but it's still <laughs> a responsibility, right? So let, why don't you weigh in on that? Yeah, I mean, it was. It's. I mean, even till this day, it's it's pretty risky. You know, I just, I, I guess, you know, just coming from someone that. Uh, that you know just started a startup company it's you know having you know from from when i had three employees i was still nervous you know you you kind of lose sleep at night you're worrying like are we going to make enough money to you know to cover cover payroll cover you know uh you know all of our bills all that good stuff so uh it's it's and then and then you you honestly you keep growing you add four employees five employees and now we're at 10 employees and and, you know, I constantly look back. I'm like, man, who who would have thought? You know, we're, we're I started this business out of my one bedroom apartment, 
And now we've been very fortunate to to have, you know, to have myself and 10 other employees who who all great uh, play great roles into into our success of our company. And so, but yeah, it's it's a it's pretty neat just seeing it unfold from, you know, from one employee to two to three and now to 10. And honestly, at at this rate that we're going, you know, we we just had a meeting last week about uh, bringing in two additional project managers. So, you know, probably by the end of the year, we'll be at 12 or 13 employees, which uh, it's a pretty big jump from where we were just two years ago. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Did, have you built your own house yet? Uh, it's in the works actually. So <laughs> it's, we're, we're, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, I've uh, revised one single set of plans. I, I see something that, that we work on and I'm like, oh, I'm going to add that to mine. But uh, <laughs> current, the current house that I'm at, my family and I, we, we love it. It's it's a mm-hmm. it's a great place for my wife and I to raise our kids. But mm-hmm. it, it is in in our plans to to uh, break ground soon on on our uh, forever home. And I, I really think that that one's going to be something that's going to be really special to myself, my family, and and my company. And uh, we're definitely going to document every phase of it. So it's going to be a little different than uh, every build that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's going to be really nice to to see that unfold as well. Right, right. So important documenting, documenting systems and, you know, what you've learned. It's amazing. As we're wrapping up here, Christian, is there anything you'd do differently um, in scaling your business if you were really ready to start this business over again tomorrow morning? Uh, You know, to be be quite honest, uh, at the place that we are at now, uh, Mm I wouldn't do anything differently. I think it's it's been it's been a great learning curve. It's been a blessing just to to experience building a startup company from literally from scratch from from nothing. Uh, I, so I you everything is a lesson to me, you know, mm-hmm. just from learning from the bookkeeping to the business strategies to the marketing to performance it it's all you know we we learn from every single one of those aspects so if i was to start this business again from day one i don't think there's anything that i would do differently because i've I've learned so much from every single thing from even just getting you know our first financial uh, institution to approve us as a builder Mm -hmm. that was also a learning curve so it's like I've, i've learned so much throughout the years because we started we literally had nothing handed out to us it started from from zero um and so we we've learned so much and I appreciate, you know, the, the, the experience of starting a business from, you know, just, just being a startup business. Yeah. Yes. Well, I want to thank you, Christian with Serrano construction for being with us on the show this morning. And it's just so interesting to see different cities, different businesses, different sizes of businesses and seeing how we're all learning. And even with, People in business for decades, they still continue to learn and refine their business and and help others. So that's what we're about, strategic scaling. And I thank you for being on the show this morning. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Shelly. It's been a great pleasure. You're welcome.